Hej. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for listening to the It's All Music podcast with me, Carrie, Henny and Corky. We are blown away by your support and your continued listenership. The It's All Music podcast is completely independent self-finance venture. If you enjoy our content and you'd like to support what we're doing, you can head over to our Patreon page and subscribe for three euros a month. If you don't have the money, please share it on all your social media platforms. And that'll be just as good. Thanks from the lads. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're mocking my one. <laughs> from the lads. How's he get, how are you getting that tone? Hey there and welcome to another episode of It's All Music, the music interview podcast with Carrie, Henny and Quirky, your host, the H-Bomb, Owen Hennessy, co-host Mike Carey and me, Dave Quirk. On this episode of It's All Music, we have the bass player from the five-piece band J90 from Cork that have been mesmerising audiences with amazing performances and crowd interaction for over 20 years. J90 is considered as Ireland's most favourite and most in-demand party band for the younger generation and young at heart. And we have their bass player here with us tonight. Please give it up for and welcome Mr. Shane Weldon. Here comes Shane Weldon. Here comes Shane Weldon. Shane Weldon. Shane fucking Weldon. Shane, Shane, welcome to Knockadoon, welcome to the It's On Music Podcast. Thank you so much for coming down where we try to document and archive chats with musicians where they share their experiences with us and their uh, stories and knowledge and everything else that comes with it. Some fellas have a lot to say and we want to give them a platform to say it. Now, I'm going to open with the same question that I ask everyone that makes the long road down to Boreen. Um... Music in your house growing up, was it a big thing in your family? Was there a lot of music? Were you playing music? Was there other players in the family? And what were you listening to that probably influenced you in the house? Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Anyway. No, sir. Welcome, Mike. <laughs> um, I suppose growing up, my there's been music in the family since um, so I've always been aware of it, really. My dad was involved in playing music, managing bands and stuff was he? back in the day. He, uh, he was a bass player as well. Jesus, <coughs> was it him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably a good one, right? <laughs> I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> no, um, uh, is, was it in the show, show bands? And yeah, stuff? back he loved the, the show bands. Like, that's one thing. Like, I don't really remember exactly, like, the kind of songs that the show bands were doing, but I was always aware that show bands were his favourite thing. Yeah. And he had, like, a couple of these videos and records that he loved. Like, there was... The Royal Show Band. Royal he show was band. always on yeah. about the good night and safe home from the Royal Show Band. Yeah, 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 He'd that. say that to people just when they're leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Brendan Boyer, wasn't it? Wasn't he in the Royal, the Royal Show? Band. The Royal, yeah. I'm well, sure he front, me fronted up. Well, be, well, Why you pick me over everyone to look at? Well, you know what? There was anyone to know about show. <laughs> Well, sure. I'm three years older than you. <laughs> I know, it's rural out here. Like, you know, you probably went there. You, you have it on the Teenage Eagle. Uh, do you know what's only down the road from here where you are now is, is, is to Red Mecca. To Mecca for the yeah. show band music is Red Barn Dance oh, Hall. Yeah. Well, it's a <laughs> yeah. hotel now, but it was uh, home to all the top show bands. So no doubt your dad would have been involved in some of the bookings down there. He right, probably, uh, probably would have played there. Yeah. He was. Um, 
His, his other show band that he loved was the Clipper Carlton. Oh, yeah. I remember. So you'd have heard of him, and if I said you heard of them now, you would have got to home for me. Well, it's, it's fine for me to say it. The know? second band he mentions, oh, yeah, actually. Oh, I just want to pigeonholed, all right? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about me. Tell us more, anyways, yeah. Yeah, so he started, he was playing uh, bass in a show band. They were called the Yaks. Yeah. How, how they came up with that name, I have no idea. But yeah. they, were, uh, they played around and... You know, they were doing kind of, you know, some of the venues, I guess, that they were all doing. That kind of was his thing for a while, playing with them. And he was also doing the bookings and managing the band as well, as far as I'm aware. Right. So when it came to the end of his playing, he went on to manage bands and stuff. Then there was a couple of bands that he used to be on about now. There was Chapter 5 was one I always Mm. remember the name of. And just kind of like, I was um, talking to a fella, I can't remember his name now, a few years ago. And he was telling me, he's like, oh, I remember your dad back in the day. He used to be great, you know, for drumming up publicity for the gigs and for the bands. And yeah. he was the first person I ever saw that rented a, a van to drive through town with the, with the, the, signage. the, the signage on it and all oh. this kind of stuff. You know, he, my yeah. dad was great for... Because people don't actually, uh, because it was uh, near has gone by, the sheer size of the show band industry in this country was huge like yeah. I mean you could get a thousand two thousand people into one of these dance halls packed every yeah. night of the week all over the country these things were happening and they weren't just happening in the city centres they were happening in rural small crossroads towns, like. crossroads okay. crossroads basically nothing. a barn would hold one and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. had you had bands like the Dixies bands like Gene and the Champions and and a, and a lot of bikes packed up outside right. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, Miami yeah. and if they week, came yeah. They would just ram it and everybody, are you going tonight? No, I'm waiting until Friday because this band is coming. And what an industry to lose, lads, you know? It lasted a decade as well, It lasted I think. a decade, yeah. The disco yeah. thing the disco kind of took over. Then, it, like, yeah. And now it's kind of, we're, now when you see a band having a cover charge on the door, you're kind of like, oh, fucking, like, you know, it must yeah. be an original band. You never, but back then, it was a pound to get in and that was, that was it. Just and the way it just was. Just like, and it, really... When you talk about things like uh, uh, Napster and Metallica, that was probably the moment in the Irish music history where we flat ourselves. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like Because yeah. Yeah. with a full industry of people, great players, fantastic bands on the road all year round. and but Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever, no. That no. was decided for them, like sure the people maybe just didn't want wanted something else. And so there was bases in the house, Shane, was uh, that? Well, no, actually, there he was kind of gone out of the right. playing at that stage, you know, by the time I came around. Okay. But... Um, I remember from an early, my, my older brother, Mark, who lives in America now, he started off on drums, I think. Right. Then he kind of went to guitar briefly and then he went to, to bass. Yeah. And I kind of like, I, I remember him playing bass from an early age. Yeah. You know, so there was kind of, um, after a couple of years, there was his kind of gear with there. Like he kind of was playing. Yeah. So gigging and, you know, I just kind of like, that's probably when you're asking about the, um, the music, it was probably more so like the first kind of things I noticed, remember, Things sticking out would be from what he was listening to, right? Because you know he would have been up blasting all his kind of stuff, like and you know the that's the your brother. He's kind of yeah. And what was that stuff then? What really influenced him? Um, the, some of the earlier stuff that I remember him having now would be like the like eighties hair metal bands, you know, like right. Poison, Skid Row. Yeah, Do you know, yeah. like I, st- I still have some CDs at home in a storage box that were his from like back then. Yeah, so he moved to America in ninety five, I think. He went to America a few years before that. Right. Uh, and then came back for a while. He was playing here, and then he went back again. He's been there since. But like, I still have things that were like CDs and stuff that were his in a storage box at home. You know, I, like I have 
some of the old, uh, I think Van, there was a Van Halen one, OU812. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely Skid Row, Poison. And one of my early memories of like like music with him was I remember him driving me into town, mm. parking on Patrick Street and saying, go in there and get me this CD. And I, I was uh, 10, 9 or 10 at the time. Yeah. And I just got a great crack out of it because it was Extremes Pornography too. Yeah. And I, had go, I had to go up to the counter and ask for that. And I was like, oh my God, they won't sell it to me. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah. Just poison. I just, you know, I was in work yesterday and I walked past. We have a day room and there's a telly inside there. And I walked past, and on the telly was Alice Cooper. I went, what the fuck is that? It was, that was VH1 or I don't know. Poison the song by Alice Cooper. No, he was playing live. Yeah. And I stood. I went in. I, I stood in and I watched this. They were fucking. He was brilliant. Yeah. Like. yeah. Sometimes that, he's, he's old on stage now. He's in his now. It's, it's, it's a few years old. The video, but he's old in it. Yeah. And he finished the song, and it's like he just got. He took off his hat, finished the, the night was over, got his hat, and fucked it at the drummer, and the drummer just caught it on the stick. drumstick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just oh, fucking nice. class. Yeah, perfect. It was just like, brilliant, lovely. and he just strolled off. But um, some of that eighties glam metal that you were talking about, like Poison and White Snake and Rat and all these guys. White Snake, yeah, it was another one he loved. Like mm. it gets overlooked sometimes. It was brilliant music, and yeah. it was the last year of the great guitar solo, like wasn't it? Yeah, the great so musicality those, in in yeah. songs, and it was like, all like you know the show as well. It was, like, they, yeah. they were they were as much about looking good, looking great, as, yeah. as they but were the about song, like the songs, songs good. as well. Like you know, it was the, the one I was watching. It was Schools Out. Like it was yeah. just. Yeah. Out the whole yeah. fucking audience is singing it. There's I not know. one person not yeah. taking yeah. part. Like, and, uh, <laughs> and but as you said, Mike, like nothing can last forever. And no, the grunge just... stuff came along in the nineties and kind of killed yeah. the hair metal. Total opposite, though, isn't it? No. Well, it was a counterculture. Yeah. Every culture has yeah, a counterculture that'll come along and knock it off its post, and that's what happened. But now, while we're on the subject of 90s alternative rock and grunge. I want to bring you back to the mid-90s. The venue is Connolly's of Lip. There's two bands playing on the night. It's a co-headline gig. The buses are leaving from Cork City Library at six. And everyone has to pay three pounds. The two bands are Midas Touch and Plastic Mantra. <laughs> and you were in Plastic Mantra. I was. That was my first band. I was Long in. before the days of J90. So and Long choreographed before. and expensive gear. It was torn jeans and floppy hair. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be right? That would be. Uh, I remember that. I remember that. Good days. They were great crack. You what know? age were you? I was sixteen or seventeen. Stop. That would have been nine. Like we we started that band in about. 95, it was just me and two other lads. There was Cormac O'Brick on vocals and guitar and Lilo Manny. He's a guard in Middleton now. Yeah. yeah. I, still, I still bump into him the odd time, actually. Yeah. I, mean, I actually met him at a wedding I was playing at about six months ago. That's, and uh, was it, it was all originals, yeah? Uh, no, we started jamming. Uh, my, uh, the house where I grew up, we had um, a prefab out the back. Mm. Say, I don't know, maybe 12 by 16 or 12 by 12. Big enough prefab, you know. Mm-hmm. So we used to set up our gear there and we'd jam on, like, I suppose everyone growing up around that time who was playing music, you were jamming on Nirvana songs. And That's it, like, just you know, everyone who sat in that seat and come down of our age, they mm. all go back to Nirvana, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Such Boy, a huge yeah. influence, like. Yeah, we um we started doing that, but we also started writing original stuff. Do you know, like, we used to kind of, if we did a gig like that, I, I remember that gig down in Connolly's Lip. Yeah. And it was... um. You know, you'd, you'd, especially if you go down there, 
yeah. you kind of think this is huge. You know, this you get to a spot, venue yeah. and they've got all the gear. You know, there's a guy doing sound for you, and you're like, you yeah. know, like we kind of came from playing in the Phoenix and places yeah. like that, where you're just, you know, you got your guitar you're and you're plugging the microphone into that as well, and you're trying yeah. to, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was the real deal. I mean, Conley's lived for years was such a, it's such a kind of milestone venue, like such a great place, it's home for original music. Yeah. Now, the reason I have that information, I did do a bit of digging. Do you know who I got that information off? Um, does he live down this direction? Yeah. Barra Draper? Correct. He was a drummer <laughs> by this touch. No, he was a guitar player. Oh, he was, yeah, he's a drummer now. He was the guitar player, yeah. yeah. Group, same group of friends. Yeah, there was actually um, about uh, 12 of us in that were all playing, playing music. So there was the three of us, and we eventually got um, a drummer as well, right. a guy called John Paul. I can't remember his second name for the life of me, but he's uh, he was a couple of years older than us, but we, we put an ad up drummer inside the door of uh, Crowley's Music, do you know? Brilliant. And got a call. and he, Pre-internet. That's yeah. old no, school. Isn't I love it? That, I love to hear things like that. Yeah, he came, um, he came, I think, if I remember now, he was living up in Dublin Hill somewhere, and he got a taxi up to my house with a drum kit. Ah, we set it up Jeez. and had a bit of a jam and just went from there. How important was that band to you at the time? Because I had a band when I was that age and it was the most important thing in the world. To me. Oh, it was. We, yeah. we were fully sure that we were like, oh, this is going to be yeah. massive. You know, and we were like, especially <laughs> yeah, when, you're, yeah. when you're writing your own songs, you're like, oh, this is cool. And There's a lot to be said for that kind of motivation, though. I yeah. remember with us, it was like, what are we going to wear to the Grammys? <laughs> you know, it was just like, we'll do, we've got one gig now, it's the 21st. If there isn't record label people at that, we'll probably just a second 21st or 18th that we do, they'll be there. And that's the way we were going around thinking, like, you yeah. know? Yeah. But that kind of naivety is, you know, it's, it's needed. It's needed. Give like, up yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was um, the other, there was two other bands that we used to actually always play with. There was Midas Touch, yeah. which was um, because Niall, who was our guitar player, was friends with a couple of lads who were into music as well. So in Midas Touch, then you had Simon McHale on vocals and guitar. Um, Barra was there after a while on yeah. guitar. There, uh, Hassey then was their bass player. Brian Hassett. Brian Hassett, yeah. Away. And they had a drummer then called Gavin uh, Lowsberg, I think. Right. Great drummer as well. But like, you know, we, and there was one other band then called Junkyard who were from, I think the lads were from Black Rock as well, all, right. all the other lads. And we used to book gigs together, the three of us, and we'd take turns, like, we'd say, we'll do the Phoenix now, we'll, we'll headline this week, and you, you know, we'll do it in this order. And then DIY gigs, like, punk yeah. rock style, like. I, I still remember the very first gig we booked, we were, uh, we were inside, and there was a, a kind of a little concert on in the Peace Park, big stage set up, and the whole lot, and we were watching it, and we were like, geez, wouldn't it be great if we got a gig? So yeah. we were like, we're just going and asking Aston. a pub, yeah. we went straight to the first pub we saw, which was Papa Joe's. It's called, um, do you know, it was Ziggy's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something else now again, yeah. <clears throat> the uh, the park, maybe. The park is yeah. correct, yeah. So we went straight and we were like, oh, hey, guys, you know, we've got a couple of bands. Is there any chance we could do a gig? A and night, like, like, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't even care. They yeah. were like, when? We're like, we don't care. Just tell us. And they're like, oh, it's Sunday from two till five. And we're like, perfect. So and people you know, would go then. Well, yeah, we, we told all our friends and we I think we charged like a pound on the door or something and I often made a few quid that way, but I'll, I'll never forget it because we did uh, the gig, the three bands, and then the the two lads that were running it, um, they went on to do the GoPro Clouse after that, actually. Oh, yeah. um, Paul Fenley was one of them. Actually, he was the original bass player in the Sultans of Ping, if, oh, if yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And Mossy was the other fellow. And I remember they came up to us at the end of the gig and they're like, geez, lads, that was great. You know, you brought in a load of people and they gave us a case of beer and we we're like, wow. a case of bottles of Budweiser. Like, yeah, we were like, oh, 
Just great tanks. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, we were only 16 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So but great. Like, I always oh. say that those kind of memories <clears throat> and stuff, and if you get good experiences at that age, it'll drive you on, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, you get bitten by a bug, and there's no getting the bug out of you then, like, you know? Really. Yeah. Do you, do you still get, I mean, uh, talking about gigs, I'm probably jumping ahead now, but, I mean, you've done just loads of, Weddings from corporate gigs and great high end pub gigs. Do you still get a buzz? Do you still get a kick? I do. do you, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's because it's, I think it's maybe because it's always different. Yeah. Do you know, it's like even when we like we play down in Killarney, like most Monday nights down in the Grand, and mm. you know, you could have, you get a lot of regulars in, like especially a lot of like people who work in bars and hotels down there. Yeah. Monday nights, their night off after work on the weekend, so they'll come out. But you get a lot of like, um, tourists and stuff coming through you know so there's like always different people to play it and different reactions and you know Brilliant. you're trying different things to get them get them involved and get them having a good time you know there's there's you'd do you know i'm talking in, in current now again uh i'll come back to the the old days in a bit but obviously weddings corporate stuff like that some bands see the pub stuff as a shop window and a shop window alone it's trying to get you out but still, a good pub gig is hard to beat, isn't it? I mean, is that all it is for JNID? Is a, is, a, is a pub gig a shop window to try and get weddings and other things like that? Or is it, is it just go out and do a good pub gig and enjoy it? It's a, it's a night's work. It's kind of a bit of both, I suppose. Yeah. You know, you were kind of, when we show up to a pub, do you know, if there's five people there or if there's 150 people there, yeah. we always kind of try to go at it and say, look, Let's, Let's be in. honest, there isn't many with five people there now, is there? Uh, there, 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 is, there was one. <laughs> <laughs> a couple know, of years ago, I was there. there. Uh, you were one? <laughs> there's, there's been a few over the years, like, and you just sometimes you, you kind of go in and you're like, oh, God, it's going to be difficult now because it's quiet. Yeah. But we, we just start the gig and we're just, you start the gig yeah. and you say, you put, play to these few people as mm. if the place was full. Yeah. And you see what happens. Like, we, we yeah. did um, just recently a bar gig. Um, and do you know there was there was only a handful of people there when we started. We're just like just get on with it and play. Yeah. Put the sh- like we still, do you know like we kind of like put energy into the show and yeah. like, like we want if people see you having a good time on stage. Yeah. They'll enjoy it. Whereas you know if they look up and you're just you know oh god you know that's important. Yeah. Yeah. If you look like you don't want to be there, they're not going to want to be there. You know. Yeah, it's true. It's so we we started playing. You know, fifteen minutes later, a bunch of people came in, and you know by the time we were like probably 45 minutes into the set there was a good crowd in front of us mm. held them for the whole gig and you know kind of we finished up and then they kind of went off and we were going into the out in the nightclub and whatever you know it was kind of feels good when you're able to so you gave it everything and it worked yeah, out it like, works yeah. out you know i've gone into we've i've gone into pub years ago and, I, and there was no one there literally no one in there it was in the back in temple two <laughs> no one in this in this back room and i remember the drummer saying that's what's the point we'll just pack up the gear and go Nah. And the guitar player was like, no, so I took the night off the gig. I consider this, this is what I come to work. I'm not just going to put, you know, all that to one side now and go home and, and have nothing to do. I came, I was booked to play, I'm playing. Yeah. We'll set up and we'll just stay going. Yeah. We started, there was no one in the room. There was not, the barman was in and out going, fair play lads. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd go, back in, he'd go back in to serve the lads on the other side of the bar. <coughs> The last hour, there was a bus pulled up, two buses pulled up, and the pl- no. it was one of the best 
gigs so it wasn't, ever wow, see, fucking played. It wasn't the last hour then, though. That's the only thing. The first no. hour you did when there was no one there didn't happen at all, so you get caught for an extra hour. That's, right? the that's thing, what yeah. happens. Well, like, you did it, the first yeah. hour was a paid rehearsal record. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's good, you don't mind, though. You told me one time, Mike, that you did a gig somewhere where, where the loudest thing you could hear all night was to, when you took a break and you walked out to the toilet to clapping of your own feet off the ground. Yeah. You can hear the fucking pints being poured. Yeah. Uh, that, you're more susceptible <laughs> to that when you're playing on your own, though. Yeah. Because you're doing those, like, Sunday evenings, maybe. Yeah, you might get yeah. it on Monday evening slot, and yeah. there could be just nobody there. Yeah. And it's hard, then, when you're finishing a song, just nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the guitar yeah. ringing out, and you're thank just... You. And <laughs> sometimes there isn't even enough even people the crickets, there to say thank you. The crickets yeah. didn't even show up to make yeah. a noise. Duck walking yeah. down into the crowd, and the one person there... Headphones in. <laughs> it happens due to a booking error, like you know, yeah. you get booked by you know, and you show up in the bar looking at you. Are you a band? Yeah, well, we can only do solos and duos. Yeah, and you yeah. go in then, and it's like, how are we gonna fucking operate this one? Like, you know, do you tailor your equipment differently for a, a pub gig, or do you just you have your rig and go for it, like? Um, we used to before, but we kind of have like everything's like streamlined pretty much yeah. these days. Like where we like worked over the years, like we used to have amps, and you know you'd have two full stacks, and you know yeah. LED backdrops, and there was like loads going on. And like especially when you're doing a wedding, you know you could sh- we we show up to a venue between quarter past and half past eight if we're playing a wedding. Yeah. You mightn't get into the room till ten o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. but like we kind of like we have it to a stage you now where our our setup. So they'll they'll come up and they'll be like, oh look, what what time will you be ready to go for the first dance? And we're like, twenty minutes, half an hour. Yeah, we'll be, yeah. we'll have music on in fifteen minutes and we're ready to start. In that's impressive. Minutes. Yeah, that's impressive. Like, so it take it like, longer to have a shower and put on a suit. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say the sound check is done, really, isn't it? Um, we kind of do that. It's Just like, a line we, check on the go, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, and we kind of it's kind of worked into the start of the. I don't know if there's a stronger brand out there in music, especially in Munster than J90. Like, I don't know. think so. There's just a name no. synonymous with good gigs. That's not by accident. Though, My mother knows it? J90. She knows that name. Yeah, if that's I said it, that, I... she wouldn't be lost. She'd know what I'm no, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's never seen you, though. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, she, she went to school with Henny, did she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, but how I say that laughing, I'm older uh, than you. <laughs> a bit older than me, not much though. We won't get into the schematics of things here. We're all youthful looking, I think. Uh, no, I added a couple of city miles on over the years. <laughs> Come here, um, that didn't happen by accident. I mean, that happened through just hard slog and business savvy, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it did. Like, it's, it's good decisions. Do you know, it's when you do as much gigging and stuff as the the lads have over the years you know they were mm. they were up and down the country constantly yeah. playing yeah do you know and it's it's only like when you go you go through the venues and you know when you get the crowd going and you get everyone in they want you back and you're you're back up and down the country again you know yeah, but there's so a like, lot of bands doing that gent there's an awful yeah, lot of bands doing that but but there's only one band that kind of resonates when people hear it as the party band you know yeah, and it's I, I, I suppose like like thinking back of it like it's probably like they kind of, when they started off, they were like doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. Do you know, they had, um, I think a five piece band yeah. with it, like we'll say, but like they were doing kind of like 
because they started in the early 2000s like a new yeah. metal was a big thing like they I were remember, doing all that yeah. kind of stuff they where were, they had, yeah. Jesus. had a singer and they had a DJ and yeah. doing all the rapping and all that kind of stuff you know like there was, there was Aaron Kelly wasn't it? Was yeah. It? yeah 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 and and there was yeah and it, and it worked and um, pubs were just I spoke a lot about Wallace's on a Sunday night you know mm. and you know Gotcha. It was a five or in five pounds or something. That's right, yeah. Five euros maybe by then. It was just coming out, you know, standing room yeah. only and people out in the road trying to get in kind of a job, you know. And is the trick, is the key, I wonder, evolving then and changing with the times and freshening things up and, if, you know, changing all the time? Because that, that new metal era, if you had stayed in that, you'd get fairly stagnant pretty quick as a cover band, like, you know. Yeah, mm. I think so. Like, I mean, like the lads now, Ed, Jer and Evan, like they're constantly thinking, do you know, what else can we do? do you know, yeah. like it's, you know, we're always adding kind of new songs to the set, changing things up. Like, and especially if we're, if we're doing venues, um, do you know, constantly, do you know, if you do the same set every week, yeah. do you know, people might get bored. Well, that helps as well, you know, keeps it fresh, doesn't it? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like. What's the new metal of the day, though? What could you dip into now that was like Linkin Park of the day? Like, you know? Hip-hop stuff nowadays yeah. is huge, isn't it? Was, was new metal that mainstream that you could be gigging oh, it, it, though? Huge, huge, yeah. That it was, was, when, it, when that kicked yeah. off, it was massive. Yeah, um, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park was the biggest selling album of that day. Not knock a doom. That was, lad. <laughs> I think you'll find there's a few copies of it probably in this house, though. Yeah, but that's it. That's the... I don't know. It was huge. All over the world. Huge. Huge. Like, if you think about it, it was in the charts, right? Bands like Evanescence were at number one, like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, you go far away now to find a rock band at number one in the charts these days. Like ever since the Arctic Monkeys, you you just won't like. Yeah, you know. But like it, like it yeah. really when that kicked off at the time with the new metal stuff, it was just and it was everywhere, and because it got big fast, you know, like it was in you know movies. Yeah, you know there were like songs and stuff for soundtracks. You know, like, yeah. like Limp Bizkit did. They did the theme song for. Mission Impossible. Impossible Metallica did one of the, like one of the songs yeah. for Mission Impossible. No one too. gave a shit about the Metallica one, which was brilliant. It was called uh, "I Disappear." Yeah, but that's actually every... my favorite Metallica song. And I don't think it was even on an album, no, was it? Just no. a soundtrack. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Metallica too. That, that's a completely different podcast. Now we could talk for an hour about Metallica. I love them. Yeah. Soon. 
Anyway, I want to vanish in bed, said my Kelly, but now the new metal era because I was well stuck into it. I had all sorts of chains hanging off my wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was old at that stage. But as he <laughs> said, <laughs> as Mike <laughs> says, what, who were the bands today of that kind of genre? Oh, I don't know. Biffy Clyro? But sure, they're gone as well, aren't they? They're not. Are, are they, they still Are they still as popular oh, no, as Biffy they are, were? Biffy are still gone. They're still around, right? It's know. kind of... I don't even know who you could say oh, these yeah. days. No. Like it's, I don't listen to the chant. Definitely nothing heavier on the heavier side of things. That's there's nothing heavy at all, really, is there? Well, well, they they're, 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 they're are actually alternative, aren't they? If they are, they're, they're not breaking through like no, to I the charts. Yeah. No, yeah. So like, they are probably all right. Daddy, you're an old plastic mantra and Barra's uh, <laughs> band, Midas Touch. Touch. I mean, you had Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana. I'm sure, you could go on for a oh, You had them all in the charts. Like. Yeah, yeah. Just turn on your table. But are we just getting old, no cribbing and fucking yeah. giving out? Like, fucking, ja- it's probably Ocean's Bends. They're like a young gang fucking thing. Like, just yeah. have to search for them, like, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But like, sure, my father was giving out too in the 90s and the 80s. Yeah, because. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just, just noise. What are you listening to? I know. Right. Have we become that? Have What's we... that old fresh talking? Your man is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like, maybe that's fresh talking. Yeah. <laughs> fresh talk. Yeah. Fresh talk. I'm a scat man. There are there is new stuff. You do have to update. You do, and you do that. And I don't want to carry on. I know you have a vast musical experience, and I keep going back to J90 because it's your current band. But the the set the set adapts, and you try and stay on top of stuff because it's. Modern, you know, I see bands out there now, they're doing Lizzo, they're doing the Bruno Mars stuff, they're yeah. doing all that stuff, right? But there's ones on the set from years ago as well, isn't there? Yeah. That you keep, like, those standards that are done at nearly every wedding, like, you know? Yeah. You, okay. you, you have, like, I mean, it's it's nearly expected of a band these days to play, we'll say, like, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, which, you know, yeah. isn't it? I, yeah. could, I could probably yeah. say at this stage I've played that song more than the Killers have. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you probably have, actually. actually you've been playing it since day, probably. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> four or five nights a week you know like I'd say will we do it it's <laughs> do you know what <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what can you do then just on this Did you ever cover that? Yeah. You told me that. But it's guitar. You did something to it. It's guitar on its own, though, isn't it? Well, sure you can all join in if you like. I have a recollection of learning it a few years ago for a wedding, I think. Yeah. Someone requested it as a first dance or something. I just thought of that this evening there. Do you want to have a jam on it, lads? I remember buying the book and pro music and trying to learn it off the thing. Even the bit at the start where he goes, fuck. He makes a mistake and they obviously left it in the studio. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Tom grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, and in the end, it's 
sounding instrument uh. it's savage do it again <laughs> <laughs> what album was that from did you say Nimrod Nim- Nimrod yeah good riddance time of your life I saw the book there the other day and I said you know I put no. the book down after a while yeah, yeah. I do that on what a other songs were on that album again oh, Hitching a Ride oh that was a Hitching a Ride was not it yeah that's it that's it long view hey mister where you headed are you in a hurry I'm happy hours in oh no I'm not here yeah that's good That was a great album, wasn't oh, it? That was good too, yeah. Did you see the clip the other day, actually, of um, Billy Joe from Green up Day? On the stage of the cover band. In a pub and they started playing yeah, Basket Case, so he just jumped up. It's great to see that, isn't it? Just the female singer who's in the cover band. <laughs> have lost you heard, have her you? life. Yeah, yeah. But you the, band, the band just fucking came nailing. There's a bass player and the drummer. Probably didn't know who he was. But they just nailed it like the yeah. bass player was playing a Marcus Did Miller or V7 as well. Did oh, you see yeah. that? Uh, I had one of them, I thought they were great. Too heavy, though. Did you hear the album he did with Nora Jones? No, it's, it's a country album. It's fucking 
gorgeous. Go away. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Armstrong and Nora Jones. It's an, it's out a while, but um, it's all uh, kind of kind of country stuff, real country stuff now. But the two voices really work. Gorgeous. Oh, country, country. Yeah, country. Uh, Do you know any country? Do you like country? I like country rocket. What though. do you listen to? What do I listen to? I listen to heavier stuff. Mostly like my favourite bands would be like Alter Bridge. Oh yeah. Metallica. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know I love Chris Cornell was one like one of my favourite singers. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the audio slave stuff. Yeah. Would you have audio slave above uh Rage Against the Machine? I I probably have, would. The answer like, I have it. You know, when like, I'm angry, I want rage, but I want to sit back and listen to music. Yeah, like I, th- I think as well, like when Audio Slave came out, do you know, like I was never really into Rage Against Machine. I probably knew about two of their songs. There was, um, what was the, uh, Killing the in the Name? No, not, not Killing in the Name, no, the other. Bomb track. Nah, yeah. yeah, that's the name of it, yeah. I, I think I knew that one and I knew, obviously, Killing in the Name of just yeah. because it was the... The cover band go-to one. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But like when the audio slave stuff came out, really. what's that? Coaches. But like his his singing, like he's just the singing on it. He's just phenomenal. I think he went to another know? level when he yeah. when he got with them. Like it's just crazy. Like you'd like a story. Now, I, I actually I went to uh, I went to that the failure trip to Tippin. The, 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 in Semple Stadium was it? Was it ninety five or ninety six? You were Jesus. at that. I was at that. They had Foo Fighters, Manic Street Preachers. Um, the prodigy in Turles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, who else was there? There was a in Reef, 93. I think. They, 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 they had Cypress Hill. They had. This, they wasn't that particularly, but over the years, yeah, they had that, the, like, but the, the lineup that year was unbelievable. Like, was, oh. you know, Foo Fighters weren't out long. Mooney. And what was the Manic Street Pre- Preachers like live? Because their stuff is great. Like their they're, the they're fantastic. Huge. Band, like, I actually just started going back listening to some of their stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. A couple of months ago, just you know, it's incredible. Singing, all like. right, that's them, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Children would be next. Yeah. Actually, when um, you were going back to the older bands that we used to play with, uh, with the other band Junkyard, right. they used to do a couple of Manic songs. Yeah, and like if you did back then, like that stuff is hard to sing. You'd want singer had had the range. Do you think that back then you'd get away with doing more different genres and kind of more alternative stuff in pubs than you would now? 
Um, it's yeah. It's I think just because back then some of the heavier rock stuff and was more it was more popular. It was, it was so all over the charts. Like if you yeah. think, mm. just yeah, like, right, like yeah. those mid yeah. mid nineties, you know, you still had all you know like the Foo Fighters came out. You know, Smashing Pumpkins had that double album. Melancholy yeah. in the Infinite Huge, yeah. but no, like you'd great hit, songs you'd, in, you'd, in the charts too. You'd like. hits in the charts with <clears throat> songs with harmonica in them. Like not up. Yeah, uh, do you know? Like I was like, if you watch some of the guys on YouTube and you talking about this kind of stuff, hmm. you'd be going back and listening to some of the older stuff, and you're like, "Geez, we're two minutes into the song and we still haven't hit the chorus." You know, like yeah. these, these days, like yeah. pop songs and stuff. If you release it, if you don't yeah. hit your hook in thirty seconds, people have lost yeah. Yeah. And it has to be so long for the radio, and it has to have this many choruses in it, and it has yeah. to have a little later and a few changes. Yeah, there was still a watch with boy bands in the nineties, though. You know, yeah, but they were in their lane. And the rock stuff was in its lane, and they both coexisted. <laughs> Nowadays, the line is so blurred that you don't know what's what. Like you know, you had bands like the Script, and sure, you don't know if they're a boy band or if they were a rock. The band. Jonas Brothers, what are they like? Yeah, they're yeah. What was are they that? pop? Do we sound like all dinosaurs? <laughs> now? It just a fucking matter, I suppose. I know. I suppose if we do, we do. Like, but yeah, I know what you're saying. There was so much alternative, which at the time wasn't really alternative because it was mainstream. Yeah. So, and there was a lot of it there, and people liked it. To be honest, it's all nostalgia for me. Like, I listen to fucking pop songs of the day that what I wouldn't have said I would liked. You know, at the yeah. time I wouldn't have liked them at the time, but it just kind of triggers a memory, doesn't it? You know, and brings you back there a bit. Was the pop stuff better back then? I don't fucking know. Yes. Or is it just nostalgia? It was. I suppose they were time was on their side because a lot of it's been done now like so yeah. what do you do now like That's you know true. What do you like do you now? talk about the 50s yeah they found rock and roll but like <coughs> there was so much to discover it's getting tighter like it must be isn't it Over isn't lockdown. it harder to be original now yeah it is because so much has been done so many fucking genres and so many things been done yeah well pop bands back then were very much bands weren't they guitars and drums and stuff too were they yeah well back in the 90s up until the, 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 90s. the boy band explosion I suppose you know mm. just kind of took yeah, over yeah I, I suppose boy bands kind of they were around they were around a long time a long time too. they are really you think, you think of the early early to mid 90s when it was still like a lot of like the rock stuff in the charts you, you still had E17 yeah and the Backstreet you know, Boys yeah yeah, yeah. God, yeah. boys, boys and all these guys like yeah. they're around a long time when I think of it you know? well lads yeah. in suits and all men I suppose <laughs> so in, yeah. like the shadows if you look back at them you yeah. know, you they them? all played their own instruments didn't they yeah like the boy there was band no singing things. though was there yeah I don't know I used to think that too about boy bands like they're fucking not real bands because they don't play their own instruments then I once I started gigging it's hard to sing well <laughs> yeah and move and I then I kind of went back on that and I said you know that what they were doing was probably quite fucking difficult at the same time yeah know? it was yeah. Do you know how hard it is to like dance like that and sing yeah Do you know like I, I suppose that. a lot of them would get a lot of flack for not doing it live but you you watch back some like I I kind of went through a phase where I was actually like like loved going back and watching some of the older like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and stuff and you watch them performing live and they're singing live and dancing it's hard that's hard, hard to do hard. Yeah. and you have to admire yeah. that too like and the know? vocal is sort of the forefront of the mix you can't yeah. fuck it up like yeah it has to be right and, and they had um, like if you go back and watch some of the like Backstreet Boys like when they were huge you know in the late 90s early 2000s they had live bands with them on stage did, yeah. and incredible. they were incredible bands yeah, they were yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw something recently. It was uh no, it was uh, it was after that. It was, it was this was night. This was naughties, late naughties, probably early tens. But Jay Z, hip hop stuff was doing Glastonbury. The fucking band boys that he had, like you Classic, know, yeah. just fucking amazing. And all yeah. all of his songs were done in a rock style, you know, 
with different like rock you know he he rapped over the back and black riff and stuff like that class that yeah. so oh, there was yeah. little bits of covers being thrown in and behind on the we down. went to the we going to see Justin Timberlake and he had a band and it was was that in Phoenix Park it might have been yeah I was at that gig it was amazing he was on he was like in the centre the stage was kind of in the centre oh man he's a different one so I saw the RDS yeah I saw I went to see him in Phoenix Park I love actually love Justin Timberlake I think he's brilliant yeah, yeah. and he did um he had something like a 12-piece band yeah. and another six dancers and stuff and a yeah. concert. But he played amazing. guitar. He, yeah, yeah, he plays uh, piano and guitar, guitar and stuff. There's yeah. actually a great concert, or more like a gig, really. It's uh, back when uh, his first album came out and he did a small little club show. It's called uh, Justin Timberlake Down Home in Memphis. And some of the arrangements they do in the songs are... Mm. He brilliant pr- he, he produced, produced a, crime, a version yeah. of Crimea River that's, yeah, I, I, that's I still go back and watch it all the time because it's like real rock. kind of funk rock yeah. thing and it's, oh, it's class and whoever does the musical arrangements for those big band big pop productions they're incredible like, yeah and really actually a lot of their bass players are the musical directors I, do fi- I find that from the bottom up I find that a lot of these bands are looking to be <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just, just moving they need the motivation fuck off Bottom up. Wait, <laughs> fucking question now that's gone. As was it was bass though, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> great bass Mike. <laughs> did you do any Justin Timberlake with J90 or have, have you done um, over the years? Or? We did. Uh, actually, what, what I, I, I used to go to see the band for ages, actually, before I was in the band, and they used to oh, do yeah. a brilliant version of uh, one of his songs, Sexy Back, which I used to love. Sexy Back, yeah. And we did cool. it uh, for a small while, kind of slightly different after I joined as well, but it's... Um, we used to do that, and there was that... Uh, What's the name of that one that was out a few years ago from the, the Trolls movie, you know? Um, oh, yeah, um, Happy. Can, can't Fight the Feelings. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. So funky. Something like that. There was like, yeah. A, oh, yeah. It's cool. Class, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's so rich in it my ears. Like savage. Yeah. savage. If you are listening at home, uh, get a Bluetooth speaker. Don't be just listening don't to this on your phone. Through, yeah. You're only yeah, rolling yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> Some proper eyes. headphones if you want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, I guess good headphones. <laughs> I saw a video over lockdown of you playing Dean Town by Woolpick. Oh, yeah. You're a big fan, are you? Um, I, um, I've seen, seen them a couple of times. They're great. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan that I know all their stuff. But, no, you know, this I admire Joe Dart as a player in the stuff. Great. Yeah, I, that was kind of one of these things over lockdown. Like, I, I just, like, there was bits of the riff I kind of knew. Yeah. But, you know, there was the... Uh, Forget, forget it, it's been so long, but yeah. do you know, like when we, when we had that, that time, I just kind of sat down, and I just sat down for hours one day and I was just every little bit, you know, like, and even, even the start of it where it's just, I find that takes great discipline, yeah. Jesus, keep going. Keep going. You're running out of yeah. it there now, like yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, there was like even even that like intro, even though it's all just yeah, it's sixteen. That's the hardest. I find like, that the fucking hardest. Yeah, yeah. it's and, that um, discipline that they have to just nail that. As you know, yeah. they say the hardest things to play are things like that. Sixteen notes, and you know, peddling them and keeping them going. Yeah, three notes, but 
you got to power on, like, you know. Yeah, it? and it's just to keep the rhythm, like, keep yeah. it straight and in time, you know, like, that's, that's probably why, like, the, I think the video I did, I I cut in, like, late into that. So I was just like, oh, I thought at the end of it, like, by the yeah. time I get to the end of that intro, I'm going to be. Yeah, flat, you know, so like, is that yeah. more doable with a pick? What you're like, that's that you're doing, he's, you don't get that the, your but like Joe that. Dart does it with it. You don't get the tone, you don't get the tone. Yeah, Could you like, use a finger or something. Could you get a finger on someone? Could you get a pick made out of a finger, a fleshy pick? That's <laughs> <laughs> idea. That's his thumb now that he's using. Yeah, the thumb there. Instead you can kind of do that up and down, kind yeah, of, you yeah, know, like yeah. this. That's the uh, Victor Wooten, yeah, yeah, style. That. I, like, I remember going back with my brother again like my brother in the States like he's a bass player as well like that's kind of growing up like always having him playing bass and stuff in the house would be probably like the thing that rubbed off on me most right. in my how I play and you know like look who I'd look up to with style and stuff so yeah. I remember him playing me like Victor Wooten the he had this concert and he was like oh, you gotta check this guy out yeah. and I was just like what? How yeah. was he doing that? Like just the, yeah. he liked the, like the like the way he was like slapping the bass. Yeah. Like normally, but like yeah. he's kind of he's doing up and down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like. When you go to somebody else's house and you ask for the, for the Wi-Fi password, oh, yeah. and it's a fella doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've put it over. Rick, goes, Richard Bono, I've seen that. Yeah. He's amazing. Turn up to the Inverted Headstock when I'm doing jazz bass, and he's just like that all the time. That's the password to the fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah, but like the way he the first showed me that, I just I couldn't get over. I, I I tried for it because like he had a video then as well. It was um, Victor Wooten's super solo bass technique, and it was like yeah. an instructional thing. Yeah, and he was explaining how to do that, and I just yeah. couldn't grasp my head around it. Yeah, and I, I I'm talking that was like probably 2000 when he showed me that video, and I, yeah. I still can't do it, but I'm only kind of getting the yeah slightly getting the hang of it. Like I've stopped, to do watch, it. I've stopped watching just, his videos because he he, he always goes. It's easy. <laughs> it <Yeah>. isn't. It's Yeah, you, there are like, no wrong notes. You there just, are. There are when I play. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking fuck up every night and every song. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see Victor Wooten doing the Amazing Grace? Mm. Hang on. Do you know it? Even just a verse and a chorus of it to have. Something like looks very hard. <laughs> it's like... I can't 
can't remember that. It's I never like, really worked out that it's like, like, but it's, it's like his arms, you're playing a piano. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, um, you know. Stunning. He's incredible. You might be changing my mind about the old bass guitar. I tell you. I don't know. Took Shane to come down. What's wrong with my playing? Ah, it's different. Yeah, well, I can remember like the first time seeing that concert with Victor Wooten and uh, Bela Fleck and the Flecktones and the stuff he was Bela doing. Fleck, I was just like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. And he'd, he'd be doing a solo, like, and it's just all like, how can one person be making all that sound by himself? Do what it? other influences was there? <coughs> um, well, it, actually, do you know what? It varies completely. When I started, do you know, I was huge Nirvana fan and yeah. Alice in Chains and stuff so I was like playing my bass with a pick and it was down low and yeah. I just wanted rock you know like yeah. Metallica yeah. Like, Gee, I love Jason Newstead so and he just, I, he just yeah. looked cool and yeah. he just had energy for days like yeah. and then I remember Steve like, Harris was a huge one for me with the three finger yeah, gallop, yeah. The, the precision on it like okay. you got to practice that for hours <coughs> oh, you, you, you did you obviously be that for yeah. and it builds up great discipline I always say that the, the fast runs and stuff like that so yeah that's the easy part you know there's um like going from that, like I, I started off with like the Nirvana stuff. I just yeah. wanted to, like, I, I, I remember like my strap couldn't be low enough at the base, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, like, I, yeah. I, like a shoelace tied onto the end of it to yeah. make it a bit lower, you yeah, know, yeah, just playing all. Dragging style. And like, I think um, Chris Novoselic gets overlooked a lot when people talk about great bass players. Like, he was well, I, amazing. I, t- I think I know what yeah. that is. I've looked into, I've done deep dive on his bass playing, and you can pick up a bass and do all the Nirvana stuff, and you could do it, and it'd be grand. But you'd miss all the little nuances, the little things yeah. that he did. That's what made the difference. And it wasn't in your face, blow you out of it, bass playing out front. Just complimented the song so well. Yeah, I, I, like I remember, I, I like when I was first started playing the bass. I actually, I got my first bass when I was eleven, but I never really got into it. Do you know, it was a friend of mine, Dave McAvoy, and he played guitar, and he was into like Metallica, and hmm. he was about a year older than me, and he was like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Van Halen, he loved Van Halen now, and he was like, oh, we should start a band. And I was like, I kind of like, well, I'll get a guitar too. And he's like, no, no. John, one of the other, one of his other friends, John O'Keefe, he's like, John, John plays guitar. He's like, your brother plays bass. You can play bass. And I was like, okay. Okay. And he, um, came back like a day or two later. He goes, there's a, there's a bass guitar for sale inside the Lee Side Music on McCurtain Street. Do you remember that place, the small Still place? Still it? No, it has gone now. John or was it a Martin? Uh, I can't remember. It was a tiny little, little place. Yeah, it came down yeah. the hatch in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. there was a little white uh, bass. It was, um, I'd say it was probably even half scale. It was tiny. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was only 11, so it was perfect. And I remember my Can't dad wait. brought me in and bought it for me. It was like, it looked like a P bass. Yeah. But it just had like one jazz pickup. Okay, where the yeah, P bass pickup would be time, like, yeah. And it was like, um, kind of, if you think of how they say Duff McKagan's white bass, it kind of looked like that. It looked a bit like an aerodyne. Looked a bit <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. Um, but it was like a P bass shape. Like, an, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my dad brought me in and he got it for me. I think it was like 90 pounds we paid for it. And it, like, I, I kind of took it home and I was like, okay, I learned one or two things. But then I kind of left it. I did nothing with it okay. after that for years. And I went and got a couple of um, lessons off a guy, a jazz guitarist in Cork. Mark O'Leary was his name. Right. Um, he was a left-handed jazz play, guitar player, but he'd give me bass lessons in as well, like, because he was like, but I remember him teaching, like, I, I, I took nothing away from these lessons at the time. I just wanted him to teach me how to play songs. Yeah, so you could So he'd be like, yeah, this scale, yeah. no, and you know, you do this and whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, cool, but can you teach me how to play lithium? I remember him like showing me like them. Uh, do you know uh-huh. And he showed me, but he, he did it the guitar. Chords, like, and it doesn't it's got a passing note on the bass 
He kind of taught me, you know, like, but like, going back years later, I was listening to this, like, yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what? It was like yeah. totally different line. I was like, how come you never show me that? And I was like, he was, was taking like, the guitar. guitar. And that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what wow. Henny's talking about. Yeah. I think you know what he's doing, but you don't unless you're going to deep dive on it. Yeah, yeah. sort of even, even a song like Sliver, I like the way he changed it just a little bit, you know, it's like him. Um, and he changed it the second time. Yeah. Do you know, like little things yeah, like that, you know, like yeah. they're, they're kind of. To add you, you might notice yeah. them, but you notice them, if that makes yeah. sense, you know, like they're like, oh, it's a little bit they're different. They're in your you know? ear, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the slides in, in, in Smells Like Teen Spirit, like the sliding from note to note. If you took it out, it completely changes yeah. the song. Like, yeah, know? and even even the rhythm that he's playing on the bass is slightly yeah. different than the guitar. And yeah. it's like, you, you don't know what, what it is that's standing out for you. But no, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard to hear. cover any band properly, I wonder. Yeah. You're never going to get those nuances that those, they, when they write the songs, like the They're right, that man, they do. They that <laughs> yeah, it's deeply ingrained. Yeah, in yeah unless you've been I, in the room and played with them. Yeah. yeah I have, I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's Joe Collins's one, the Cork Floyd. It's one thing going into yeah. Nirvana covers from Cloud Mashing, but if you're playing Pink Floyd songs, you've just got, if there's a hundred people there, you can guarantee 95 of them are going like this. Yeah. You know, waiting, fucking, is he going to do this bit right? Is he going to, you know? Yeah. Certain they, bands they are just. got that sound there now in the background, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing that, that tribute band thing. That sounds like a hard band to pick if you're doing a tribute act. Definitely, too. yeah. I'd, I'd prefer being like, and especially if you're going to somewhere like. Like where they're playing, like they're like playing the opera house and stuff. Yeah. Like the people are going there to listen. To listen, yeah. To it's it played right, you know. It's not like you're going to a, a bar and they're like, oh, look, there's a bender in the Yeah, playing. yeah, they're yeah. paying to go to judge you. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Tell me this, what was your worst gig? My worst mm. gig? Oh, it's a tough one. Jesus. What defines a wor- your worst gig? Like what Probably. makes it? Yeah. I think it has to be embarrassment in the mix. I think. Yeah. Embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a little bit of embarrassment. I, I've two. I've two slightly embarrassing things. They didn't kind of. They're not too noticeable. I remember playing down in um, in Killarney one time with a, an old band I was in, and we were sitting under like this. this, this we were playing on the stage, mm. um, and you had the like the flight cases out the front. Yeah. So there was a couple of people we knew from a bar up the country came down to see us. They were just coming down for the for a night away, and they came in to see us and. They were um they were sitting at the front on the flight cases, I think, for a picture, and I jumped down and sat next to them. And then I went to run around the side, Do around the stack to get on the stage, and I slipped. And <laughs> I just landed clean on oh, my ribs onto the stage. Yeah. Like I tried to make it look cool then. <gasps> oh no, no, there was no making that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Do you have one? Yeah. Uh, do I have one? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've fallen, but see, I was on my own, and I went. I just tripped out over a monitor. Into remember, a public. Just, just to go out at half time, just to get a, go to the toilet. I was on my own, like, and I yeah. just, I just fell out over it. Yeah. And just, just with people there, like, and you have to get up then, and you're, it's, it's yeah. fucking mortifying. Yeah. We all know about the time I fell yeah. onto the stage in the crane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, we know. Yeah. I we were, I was playing a, a gig down on um, some place in between Mallow. And on your way to Killarney, you know, you're kind of going out that road or yeah. Boer Bree direction, one of these places. And this bar, we were doing an early gig 
on like a bank holiday Sunday or Monday mm. and they were playing out in the, um, the back car park and they had like the, the trailer set up so we're bringing in the gear so like I was lucky this didn't happen during the gig but we were bringing out and st- lifting all the gear up onto the stage I mean they had like a picnic bench yeah. so we were standing up on that and lifting up the gear and jumping down so I jumped up onto the <laughs> onto the trailer put that stuff and I jumped down onto the picnic bench to uh, go get some more thing and the legs snapped off it oh no <laughs> And like uh, it wouldn't have been too bad, but everybody was out in the smoking area, which was like looking over the back car yeah, park. So yeah, yeah. I just yeah, started you know, nearly face planted. Like I, I rolled across the car park. Yeah. After I fell down, and everyone was just cheering, and it was like, oh, I God. know, fucking hard. Because oh, yeah. yeah. you're in the band, you're meant to be cool. Yeah. Do you know, if you're nothing cool about falling, you're just scraping over the hand. Yeah. Oh, I covered yeah. blood in my hand, and everything it was like, oh no, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I remember are. playing with a band in Carlo. Uh, we were a rock band, like kind of like something like the Hollies, similar thing. You know, we were doing all sorts of fucking songs, but it was more based based on around rock. And like that, it happens as all. Well. It's a some couple on a, at the end of a night come up and say, "Oh, jeez, we have a GA, a GA dinner dance uh, in a month's time. Will you do it, lads? You'd be fucking brilliant." And like we'd say, "Yeah, we want yeah. gigging." That <laughs> How now. much is on it? We're there. How much yeah, is on? Yeah. Where is it? It'd be, oh, yeah, it's a big stage, big hall. He said, "We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we, you'd be brilliant. We'd love you." I went down and sure, it's all. They're yeah. there and they're one hundred percent sober, and then they're all their grannies and granddads, and they're like, they want their waltzes, and they want their. No, I had preempted this, so we got a couple of waltzes <laughs> together. Oh, that well, yeah. I had them, but the fucking drummer didn't. <laughs> and of all yeah. the fellas with you, <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. waltz. <laughs> but he started off fine in the waltz with the song we were singing. I can't remember which one it was. A double kick drum, but yeah. I, in I, four four. I mean, <laughs> so boom. Yeah. And up they came, yeah. So and they announced it, and all we were going to do a couple of waltzes, and they got up. There was a good few up, and they dragged up more, and it was going well until we came to the second song. And poor old Tom, Tom Ward, he 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 won't mind me saying this because he'll find it funny, but it went from boom, 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 and the fucking old fella I remember he was up dancing and he, in fairness to him he tried to stay going with his missus and he was kind of fuck, this is no good to the listeners <laughs> but he, was kind of, <laughs> <laughs> he nearly fucking put his hip out <laughs> and after a while you could just see him over the I couldn't hear him but I could see what he said he just went ah fuck, fuck this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and left, left her standing and fucked off I'm going up for another schmidics. No, yeah. that was red faced for me. No, I was just because I was like Tom, fucking trying to turn. Ah, he should have cranked it and gone balls. We sh- well, yeah. After that, we did. Oh, jeez. Audios, this thing's on the audios. Audios, casualties. Come here, um, and doing a lot of weddings as you do is the worst. Is still is it still a must? You gotta have um, it. It depends. There's there's times you know it's. I I think these days a lot. You can go to a wedding and you're like. Uh, like a like a normal wedding set's not really gonna kick it. Like, cause like if you think of it, do you know like the wedding sets that have been around for twenty odd years? Right. Do you know people who are getting married now? They're younger. They're they younger, want yeah. they want a different thing at their weddings. Like sometimes it, we get request, don't play this song or don't play that song. We want it more of a or like what you play in this bar, kind of a rock. Yeah. We want to have fun and you know don't play wedding-y, wedding-y kind of songs yeah. is what they say. Well, that's all right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you you, you you can tell sometimes that like, there's no point in doing the waltz tonight because they're not going to do it. Yeah. Walk away. 
So uh, you wouldn't have yeah. to play one at all. Sometimes we we wouldn't, you know, like we might just skip over that section because like we'd have a couple that we'd kind of throw in, you know. But sometimes we we get requests to like, oh, you know, just you can tell them you're looking. You know, you yeah. tell the people who want to yeah. dance yeah. Yeah. to something like that. You know, they're not going to be hopping around the place to, you know. Maniac, so you, Maniac yeah. 2000 later on, you know, but you they're going to... on the fly then? Or do you um, have a set list? Or well, we have kind of the, um, the bones of the set list is yeah. kind of like what we'll go to, but we know, like we, like he'll say, you know, he'll give him, Ed, yeah. Ed might say, you know, just skip skip that one or yeah. this one next is going to work better. Okay. okay. So we kind of like, we don't play the same thing every night. Yeah. But we have that kind of same, like we'll have the list of songs and in the rough order we, we might use... So, like, it might be a couple of them the same, but, you know, yeah. you, you judge it on the crowd, really. It's yeah. yeah. You'd know by looking at them, wouldn't you? Yeah. You, have kind you of can tell how quickly yeah. they get up and start dancing at the start of the night, too, you know, or if you do the first dance, if the floor clears off that after the first dance, you're like, okay, we're going to have to mix it up a bit now to keep them back out, you know. But sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll get everyone around for the first dance, do the first dance, and then... You know, like okay, and we'll go straight into something that's kind of upbeat and keeps yeah. you dancing. Yeah, and yeah. if nobody leaves, like okay, we've got them now. Let's you know, stay yeah. going. Keep, yeah. keep going. You know. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Uh, are you but, good friends? Who in the band? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, you know it's it's there's it's fans, and then they're just like, "The gig is finished," and that's fucking. <laughs> yeah. No, we are. You no, know, we are. Like we we hang out and yeah. you know, we go kind of like for a few points. Like we just yeah. you know we just went down, you, we went on holiday. Just a couple of months ago, you know, the four of us. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, it's, it, 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 I think it would be hard to be. That's brilliant. Yeah. It would be hard to be in a band this long and, yeah. you know, yes. not be friends with them or, you know, you, you can have, I'm not, I'm not saying it's 100% rosy all the time, you know, there might be times where like, oh, yeah. you know, just, you know, whatever I might have, you know, a night where I'm like, oh, you know, whatever, this is yeah. annoying me or pissing me off, but, yeah. you know, like I, you, we, can't play as much together as we do. Yeah. Like, I, I I personally couldn't, you know, do it if I didn't. You'd have to be. I think it's, it's vital. I think oh, it would be vital. The first thing to get right, isn't it? I yeah, think if you're out, I think it's more important than musical ability. Ah, you can fix yeah. it. I think it's more important than any. You can work yeah. on it. Any you game. can work on it like that. But if there's but, no chemistry between the band, oh, they can't work. pull in the same direction and work together. Yeah. Forget Lads, about it. If yeah. you're out digging a hole in the fucking road with the four leads, if it doesn't get, matter what if you get on well yeah. it's, an, yeah. it's an easy it's a better job done like, yeah. True enough, yeah. I think it's important to work on that too though like like yeah. do ring each other do text each other outside yeah, of a gig yeah. a gig environment yeah. like you know like that going on holidays together is great like you yeah. know amazing, yeah. you know it's kind of like okay any problems that we have let's air let's get them out and let's keep them in house you know rather than throwing a fucking microphone stand at well, someone yeah, across the well, stage well, like, yeah you, know? you need to know how to you need to know how to fight too like you need to know how, how to yeah. have a row and not but most but bands probably just meet at the garage at 8 o'clock and don't they sit yeah. in the van and see you next Friday night and yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say there's plenty of them out there who don't even travel to gigs together like we yeah. Yeah. the only so. gigs that we kind of like don't travel together if they're local yeah you all take care of them yeah. you know like anything past Carrick Tool we'll meet there yeah you know, or like you know Kinsale we'll even travel out to Kinsale yeah. together you know it's only yeah. 20 miles up the road I think it's good for getting stuff done in the van and <coughs> communicating you know. yeah it's, it's great to be able to talk about stuff you know like oh do you know I had the wedding last night when that didn't work or do you know when we were playing in the bar last yeah. night and do you know what, what would have worked brilliant there that we didn't think of it as if we did yeah. do you know a certain song or do you know uh, and as well like I think if you're, if you're up there playing so you're standing on stage with four people or five however many in the band if you're, if you're not getting on with them or if you're if you're looking over and giving someone the 
the evil eye like you know it'll it'll, it'll show sure. yeah you'd be like surprised like how like um when you're on stage if you're your movements or whatever you might think you're all over the place and down from down in the crowd you know you look like you're you're not moving at all yeah do you know like the even subtle little things like you're kind of like do you know mm. giving someone like the a look they're like oh, whatever like i Someone will spot it, like yeah. Oh, people yeah. will see it. Like, like yeah, yeah. 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 And what I was saying earlier, like if if you don't look like you're having fun, it's hard for the people watching you to enjoy themselves. You know. Yeah. Oh, completely. So. Yeah. It's huge. Tell me this: uh, Do you and your and the lads? Uh, do you ever get fucking tired of all dolls asking you for selfies, like? Because I've been <laughs> to a couple of gigs now, like, and it's just uh, well, a couple of gigs in particular. Like, she, my missus said to me just recently, said, "I feel bad for that." George, he couldn't get out the fucking door. Like. Go away. Uh, fucking great. But the man's fucking happily involved now. He wouldn't have any time for it. He was trying to get out. He well, was trying to, part of the show, trying to of, fucking yeah, load yeah, the gear yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah. they fucking hound you, don't they? They hound him. Really. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Shaney. <laughs> Did you do? The, the, the one time it happened to me, it didn't bother me. You know? The one time it happened. Yeah, yeah. The um, the type of stuff you do, the pop stuff and the hip hop and the whole performance, it's it's part of the actually. It's so fucking engaging and so entertaining and such such a high energy show. I think it's hard not to fucking get fucking attention like that. Like really, I suppose you know. I wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> do you not get any fucking attention? Or? Dan, probably. Dan, yeah. Danny, uh, yeah. yeah but, what uh, kind of attention are you looking for, Ron? <laughs> I just want someone to say the bass was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, bought, I bought you a pint during a gig in Sydney Clean Lane one night. You did? That's the kind yeah, of attention yeah. you need. That was the night yeah. I fell onto the stage, actually. What? No, it wasn't, no. no I, it was I was just going to say, I did I, I would have video that. Uh, no, like, Henny, <laughs> like, uh, how good are you at taking a compliment? Because you like... Yeah, I always, I always find myself picking the bad parts of my playing and focusing on the mistakes and not the fucking tasty bits. Yeah, because and I, I hear videos of, I, I see, look back on Snapchats and Instagram stories of gigs, and I think, just that sounds. But like that we on this podcast, yeah. you rang me and said, "Did you do the bass on that? Yeah, did you get someone <laughs> else in to play the bass on that? Because that sounds good. <laughs> no, that's you. No, any, I haven't time to fix anything yeah. other than just to do the edits, but like. To be doubting yourself a bit. Yeah, yeah I think every I musician think. does, don't I? Uh, I do. Yeah. I do, yeah. I suppose it's Pick part apart of my performance like. and, you know, a fucking, that's stupid there, that's flat there, you know, I'm stuck in the pentatonic, I should get out of that. Yeah, and, you know, I, I find it very hard to, you know, I, you know I, feel, I find that I've got a fucking <coughs> arsenal of tricks and I keep using them and I want more tricks, like, you know, that's why I love watching the likes of yourself, Ray Murphy. Yeah, fucking stealing what I can off him. He's incredible. Like there's a guy called Ian Lafontaine. Yeah, yeah. I, I got him I to him, hop yeah. up, play bass in Canties with the Hollies recently, and I was just like, "Fucking take notes off him because he's just an incredible player." Like we're spoiled for incredible bass. Do you, do you remember the night you got me up in Reardon's to play, and you? I think it was like you Hotel California, and you'd like play along, and I was like, "I don't know this," and you had to stand next to me calling out the chords. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Get up there and play that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it sounded grand to me. <laughs> Probably better than if I played it. Jesus. Yeah, and do you have favorite gigs? Do you? You know you can't say favorite oh. venues. I know you can't fucking. I. It depends. Do you know, yeah. like I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. Like when we started doing more and more weddings, I was like, oh, I, love, I like the pub gigs. You know, they're great yeah. crack. But the weddings are great crack. Now, a good you know? wedding is great. Like, yeah, and it, it's it's like because you know, especially when you're. Uh, engaging with the crowd or you know like 
Jor will jump down from the stage and he'll be dancing with them. And, you know, it's, yeah. you see when people are having great crack and we can kind of like, you know, spread out a little bit. You know, you might be playing something just kind of waiting for him to do, but you, you'll throw in a little kind of just, you know. Yeah. Just, you know, and I, I, I kind of find as well sometimes with the with the with the wedding gigs, it gives me a chance to try something a little bit differently when you're playing. You know, you could be playing just say for playing a just say Red Rose Cafe is like. Yeah. You, you throw in a little thing, and it's just oh, like. Yeah, yeah. And I, I used to find I used to do a lot as I'd be playing ghost notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to kind of, I was, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I need to try and get out of that, you know. So yeah. I kind of like over. You know, you're just playing the, the straight, and it's like, oh, it's, it's harder than I remember because I, I, I find myself. Yeah. I think I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, and I, it's just like little things like that. You utilize the harmonic very well, though. I even noticed that Green Day one we did a while ago, oh. the harmonics, you love them, don't you? Ah, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I, I, I got it's that. Sure, as the note, like. I remember, like, um, the guy, actually, the guy who I was saying, I went for the few lessons off when I was younger. Mm. Uh, I went back and got a few off him like when I was a bit older because um, my cousin was getting guitar lessons off him <coughs> excuse me and he was like um, if you know anyone looking for lessons you know so he gave me a shout and I was like oh, I'll go back in and get a few and he was like yeah. have you ever heard of Jack up a story it's like, yeah. and I was like no and he's like oh you gotta listen to this guy he was just amazing and he was like playing this stuff and yeah. you know, he used to be like you know loose cannon like he just yeah. go into a place and he might just jump up a stage and take the bass off the guy and start playing yeah and he was telling me for ages and i was like oh yeah I'll, I'll, he's like get this album heavy weather by weather report and i was like yeah. sure and I, I kept putting it off and i went in to buy it and it was like 14 pounds 99 inside an hmv and i was like fuck, fuck that. that yeah and eventually a couple of years later i bought it like and there was a song on it called birdland which kind of starts off with him so you got to get the uh Jackal. I remember hearing this on an old BMX video. And I went into this thing and I never knew it was bass until I got the CD. Um, it's kind of like um, how guitarists do, do, do like... Um, What's that? Uh, pinch, 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 pinch harmonic, yeah. Pinch so harmonic, yeah. you kind of, you pluck it, you put your thumb lightly on the string and then you're plucking behind it. That's incredible. That's, there's no effect on here now doing that. No, that's just, that you're just moving my, my right hand closer to the neck. It's incredible. You know, it's like, like a pinch harmonic is... Yeah. I can hear that, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how a guitarist will do it. They'll yeah. play through it and kind of hit it afterwards. But you're muting it behind. Whereas, uh, like, Jacko figured out that, you know, he could play, like, he he heard someone tuning a bass. To a harmonic. A guitar with harmonics. And he's like, that sounds like music to me. So he went home and learned where all the notes were, like the... Oh, yeah. You've done it too. So, like, he, um, he was like, well, that sounds like music. So, and then he figured out... like he could he could do this harmonic the, it was called it's called a false harmonic and he could play notes anywhere and not just rely on the not just oh, rely yeah. on the the open string ones as it oh yeah he could play yeah, those it sounds like there's a sub a sub um, on it like. he's gonna go home now and break every string and tell <laughs> <laughs> his fucking <laughs> <laughs> finger is not even gonna <laughs> 
Oh. You're going to do a song, Davey? I don't know. I'm, trying, I'm, trying, right. to yeah. see, I'm trying to take <laughs> one that would give, give a bit of funk, you know? Oh, yeah. Funk, yeah. Tricky, Missing precaution, yeah. You'd pick one, sure. Name one. Me? We'll see, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> Throw it up there. Oh, we could fucking... We'll figure it out. We could give it a goog. <laughs> Google it. And pretend we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, well, and thanks a million for coming down to, to Boring to Nakadoon, coming all the way down to... Uh, <laughs> to share your knowledge and experience with us we really enjoyed your talk you're a true musician true lover of the bass thanks for sharing your knowledge with us stories you're a wealth of information and knowledge and thanks for coming down and giving us your time tonight oh, thanks for having me lads great Absolutely. crack and you're a lovely young fella and you're a great <laughs> boy fuck up flat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and before you go we're going to have a bit of a session you sit in on this one Shady by you from J90. Sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, because when you said the birds outside, it popped into me. Oh yeah. And you caught it down to make it sound like what people said the birds. I don't think that he said. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that was not what I said. Shane, that was very good. Thanks a million. Cheers. Is there anything else? Do you want to play it? Or do you want to have a run on it? No, do. I don't. Go on. I'm just going to have one. You don't. No, I don't. I just want to have a quick listen to it. Go on. You'll be sick enough if you didn't do it. Yeah. 
the darkest hour Secrets I can keep inside of the day I swing from high to deep Extremes of a sweet and sour Hope that God exists I
Hey there, thanks for tuning in to this episode of It's All Music Podcast with Kerry, Henny and Quirky. Produced by me, Dave Quirk. Executive produced by me, Dave Quirk. The music by me, Dave Quirk. Incidental music by me, Dave Quirk. Talent booking by Owen Hennessy. Tea making and venue setup, Mike Carey. Yep, we're doing all this ourselves. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for us? Email us at itsallmusicpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to It's All Music Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Dave Quirk production in association with ACAST. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the It's All Music podcast with Carrie, Henny, and Quirky. We're blown away by your support. The It's All Music podcast is a completely independent, self-financed venture. If you enjoy what we're doing and you enjoy listening, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page and subscribing for three euros a month. If you don't have three euros a month, don't stress. You can still listen to the podcast. And you can support us by sharing our content on your social media pages.